Welcome to At First Sound, a new podcast dating show where we combine the blind auditions of The Voice with the 1960s show, The Dating Game. I'm your host, Max Lau, and in each episode, we feature a fabulous gay single bachelor searching for love. And what's really cool, you, the listeners, get a chance to go out on a date with him without ever seeing his face or body pictures. We'll provide more details at the end of this podcast on how to date him. In a time where online and app dating is more about hooking up than finding Mr. Right, and when six-packs are more worshipped than the mind and heart, we decided to go back to basics and get to know better each bachelor, their stories, their defining moments and accomplishments, and what drives them to succeed in life. If you believe in love at first sight, why not love at first sound? Today's bachelor is Max Two. What a great name! He's a transplant from New York, an avid tennis player, pasta is his favorite comfort food, and Moscow Meal is his favorite drink. He's in his 30s, prefers briefs over boxers, and already has five tattoos. He might just be going for his six. So Max, welcome to At First Sound. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. How you doing? I'm good. I love your name. How did your parents come up with that name? My dad named me Maximilian after a French emperor, um, to hopefully had some great aspirations for me. So uh, you were born in New York in Niskayuna. How do you pronounce that? Oh, it's uh, Niskayuna. It's like a suburb of Schenectady, um, where Will and Grace Grace is from. <laughs> How did you find out? How, how did you find out that she was from the, the, the Grace from Will and Grace is from there? Oh, like the character, like she's because you know Schenectady is not really on the map. So when she references Schenectady on the show, like it's like kind of like oh Schenectady's on like national spotlight. How was your uh, gro- uh, life growing up there? It was um, definitely way different than San Francisco. Like um, there were not that many Asian Americans um, in the area when I was growing up. Um, so I was one of, like, two or three in my graduating class. Um, and it's kind of, like, very suburban, very safe, great place to grow up, but uh, not much going on in terms of diversity and culture. Oh, so I guess so, we've been in San And how long have you been living in San Francisco? Uh, about three and a half years now. So that was, like, one of the strong motivations for me to move out here because I've wanted to, um, you know, there's always the... California dream, California living that everyone on the East Coast wants to move to the West Coast, but also, you know, in terms of like a bigger city, metropolis for, you know, things to do, especially as a young person, especially if you're single. Before I moved here, um, I went on a whole bunch of, you know, kind of a mini tour of the U.S. of places that I potentially thought I wanted to live, you know, Austin, Seattle, Chicago, like tons of places, and no place felt like home at all. And then... Actually, when I went to L.A., um, I had a friend that he lived there, and I stayed with him and his family. I actually really liked L.A., um, the best of all the places I had visited. Then when I was trying to get a job, I got the job here in San Francisco. And one of my friends um, from dental school, she said, just try it out. You know, work here. She had the job previously before me. And try it out. You'll be in California, and if you don't like it, um, you can. It'll be a lot easier to move to LA once you're in California instead of interviewing from New York. And uh, and she's like, I just you know knowing you, I think you'll actually really like the Bay Area. And uh, she was right. Like when I got here, it it is a saying that people say, but I got that feeling when I got here. Like I moved here, and it just felt right. 
Oh, that's great. And then tell me a little about your family. How, how, how many brothers or sisters you have and uh, how big is your family? Um, I have two younger brothers. Um, we're, we were born uh, pretty close together um, all in a row. I'm, I was born and my youngest brother is like almost to the day three years younger. Um, I was born on February 28th and he was born on leap year. And oh, middle no. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we always uh, kind of like, and I was like not special because we always celebrate um, our birthdays together. Um, and we just joke that he's so young and immature because you know, he doesn't really get birthdays every four years. <laughs> oh, that, oh, my God. He was born yeah. on a leap year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> my other bro- brother was um, born on Christmas, which was also kind of stunk for him because my mom would always forget um, his birthday. Oh, I know my little niece. She yeah. was born like really close to Christmas, and, and my sister's like, "Let's try to separate their birth- birthdays for the Christmas party." I'm like, "That yeah. and you want me to buy two gifts? Really? Can I just yeah. buy one?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like because everyone else gets two, so you just don't really think about it. So um, she remembers now, but when we were younger, she forgot all the time, and she would have to buy an extra presents to make up for it. Oh, I know. I feel bad. I always buy her two gifts, too, because yeah. it is so close to holiday. And are you out to your brothers and, and parents? Yeah, I'm, I am out. Um, I'm not really close to my dad, but I'm out to my mom and my brothers. Um, and they, I mean, they've known for a long time. I couldn't really hide it. <laughs> oh, how was it coming out to your parents? It was okay. Like, I guess, I mean, it wasn't so hard because I never really had girlfriends or anything. But uh, That's a very good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was kind of difficult at first. Um, like, I didn't want to come out just because I didn't know, you know, especially with Asian culture and family, if I would be cut off or how they would take it and if I'd be excommunicated or whatever. So um, I, well, I wanted to make sure I was completely financially on my own. Um, I, so I wanted to make sure I finished school completely and then I came out and then I was going to be moving back home with a boyfriend and, uh, she had asked me if I was going to move back in, move back home. I was like, Oh my God, there's no way after, you know, going to college and graduate school and living on my own, there's no way I'm going to move back into her house. So I said, I was actually going to be moving in with, um, a friend who I was like my boyfriend. And I know they say you should never like come out over the phone or something but I did it over the phone and um, she hung up and then, and then she <laughs> were like yeah and it was pretty tough like for like a year we just didn't talk about it she kind of pretended like I never said it yes and then um, then one day I brought him around the house and then she's like oh you know um, have him come inside and like I don't want to meet him and stuff so um, it was okay but like we had a conversation once like how she was, like, super sad about her life and stuff. And my brothers weren't doing so well at the time. And then um, I was like, oh, you know, I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I got a job or whatever. Like, you don't have to support me or whatever. Uh, and she's like, yeah, but my worst fear for you came true. And I was like, oh, so we don't really talk about it. Oh, but how does she feel now? Is she more accepting now? Um, I think she accepts it, but I think um, I think she was very sheltered. So I think she thinks a lot of stereotypes and um, yeah, has notions of things, but doesn't really know. So we don't really talk about relationships in our family, just in general. Even if I was straight, so we just don't really talk a whole bunch. And there's just like a huge cultural um, gap. Um, so it's just difficult to have conversations like for example um 
I was like, it's not too long ago. So it's like 2014. Um, I remember I went back for Chinese New Year to visit. And so I'm like an adult. My brother's a nurse and my other brother's in, you know, he's really smart. He's in computer science. And she sits us down in all seriousness and says, you know, um, you guys make sure you don't eat any food, canned food from Thailand. And <laughs> we're like, what? Why? And it's like, well, because, you know, a lot of those people, they're sex workers and they have HIV. And then they cut themselves when they, you know, can the food and their blood gets in there. And if you eat it, you'll get AIDS. Oh. Yeah, and so I was just like, Mom, like, no, that's not how it works. I'm in healthcare. <laughs> and, like, my brothers chime in, like, no, we, uh, we've been learning about HIV since, like, third grade in health class. Like, that's not how it works. And she's like, oh, why would my friend lie to me? Like, where did you hear that? Like, she's like, my friend told me at work. Why would she lie to me? And we're like, your friend's an idiot. Like, <laughs> she's like, well, um, so my brother, like, looks up, like, you know, the top ten hoax stories on the internet or whatever, you know, before Snopes was around. And it's like the number one story like that's, you know, like here you can see it's like a fake story. It's like, I just, I don't think so. I just, my friend wouldn't lie to me. So it's just like, it's hard to get through to her about stuff. Like yeah. She just thinks what she thinks. So. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, actually, when I first told my mom she, and I said, "Oh, you know my, you know my friend Chris," and he's like, "Oh, my friend V," and they're like, "She's like, um, they can't be gay. He's a doctor." And I'm like, yeah. Uh, "Mom, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just silly, silly stuff. That silly just doesn't stuff, make sense. Right? Yeah, so it's just tough to talk about stuff to dispel whatever she thinks. So it's not a big deal. It's it's not like I have to hide anything or anything. So." She can think what she wants. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's slowly they'll, they'll hopefully be more open to it. So you started playing tennis at a really early age, and you continue to play now. Yeah, um, my uncle was a um, he was a electric he was a he's in computer science or something, and he just loved tennis. And my grandfather had like a makeshift tennis court in the backyard, and we would just play. And my area was a big football, basketball, and, and baseball suburb. And that's what everyone played. But my mom didn't like me doing any of those things. Like, she thought, you know, I was so skinny when I was growing up. People thought I was anorexic. <laughs> so she wouldn't allow me to play basketball or football. And then um, baseball, I was I was in baseball. But then, I mean, I didn't even realize until I was older, I asked, you know, Mom, why, why did I stop playing baseball? Just because, like, you know, all the kids in my area, again, like, I didn't really socialize with them because I didn't play the sports that they all played. And she took me out of it because um, I was too young. I didn't even know what swear words were, but, you know, parents were swearing and stuff. So, she took oh. me out of that. so you know, a typical Asian mom, like, you know, you can play like swimming and tennis and, you know, like genteel sports. So I started playing tennis and she allowed that. Oh, that's good. And, and I hear that you're a really good player. Uh, I'm OK. Yeah, I, I think I do pretty well. Um, so it's super fun. You know, it's a great way to meet people. It was a, one of the best avenues for me to meet people here in San Francisco. Like some of the, you know, best people I've met here are through tennis. You know, it's been, it's been nice to meet people that enjoy something that's healthy and active and something that you really care about and like. Um, and that's like a more common ground to go off of than just being gay. Right. And then while, while you're playing tennis with all your friends, have you, have you met any uh, past boyfriends who are in tennis or, or, or not? Uh, 
No, I, unfortunately, no. That would be so wonderful. I think that would be ideal, like to have like a built-in partner. Like, well, we're not doing it until we go hit. <laughs> But <laughs> it's good to、um, have something in common, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be great.、Um, that would be wonderful. I, I, unfortunately, there's no love match. But again, I've met some of the. Really, really, some of my best friends here from tennis for sure, and the team. Well, I hear even though you say San Francisco is one of your favorite cities, I also hear from a lot of friends that San Francisco is a very hard place to date and meet new people. How have your experiences been so far?、Um, I would say kind of, I would say mixed. Like when I first moved here, I definitely didn't want to be in a relationship, which was, you know, I do remember in the beginning I had a lot of people that wanted to date, but I definitely didn't in the beginning just because. In my past, when I was dating, I threw myself into them, and it was kind of like they were my world. And <laughs> you know, just when I broke up, I was like, "Oh well, I'm, I'm single, and in Albany, this sucks." <laughs> so I, I wanted to make sure that wherever I moved to, I could be happy being single,、um, and so that it wouldn't affect you know, my happiness if I was in a relationship or not. I'd be happy and content. Um, and then I also didn't want to date someone here in the beginning because I didn't want to have their friends be my my friends and have what they like to do be the things that I like to do. I wanted to be single because not to like date around. I wanted to be single so I could form my own social networks and meet people and have identity of my own here in the city. Oh, that's but then smart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I think it really helped. But then, I mean, I, well, I, I guess like,、um, but now that I'm ready to date, I haven't been successful, so that's what I'm trying to do. Well, we'll see how this、yeah. works, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you do do you believe in soulmates? Have you have you found one before, or do you still believe in it? Um, I know I don't believe in soulmates because I think that you know, like, people have been dating for a long time and marriage, etc. Like for. Many many years, and people say they're soulmates or whatever. But like, people used to date in their own communities, and they've been happy and fine. But like, what are the chances your soulmate was, you know, in your neighborhood? Versus like, you could. There's so many more people now in the world that you could possibly date. There's probably always somebody more aligned with you, but there's probably tons of people that you could get along with and. Be great with, so I don't really believe in that. Okay, so because you also don't believe in love at first sight. No, definitely not. No, because like love, like that's you know, I believe in lust at first sight, but not love. No, <laughs> love is love is so much more deep to me. Something that you can't know a person or feel a person just by looking at them. I I completely agree, but of course there is first、uh, a lust at first sight, right? That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that's definitely common. <laughs> Very common. And then you know, what in a relationship? What is a, a deal breaker for you? Um, you know, just things like to not like you know, veracity is super important. Like、um, one of my, I know, I think when I get in deep really quick. And I can overlook things and be blind to things I don't want to see.、Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, I kind of burned me pretty bad. Like someone was、um, lying to me, and then、um, I found out afterwards. We tried to be friends, and there was continuation of lying and distrust, and that really hurt. And so、um, we can't、um, really be friends again. Just it's just hard to build trust up. So I just 
little white lies, those types of things, they just, I, I can't, I can't deal with that. Your best friend, um, how would he or she describe you as? Um, <laughs> I think, um, you know, a good friend, loyal and honest, um, and thoughtful, um, I think uh, I'm a recovering type A, <laughs> type a person. <clears throat> yeah. Please I mean, clarify on that. What is what is a recovering type A? I, I kind of just made it up. It's just like you know, someone that I just was super things that were very rigid and had to be my way and just perfect and planned out. Um, but I found that you know, as I get older, it'll be a little more easygoing and go with the flow, spontaneous. Like things just work themselves out and things will be okay and. You know, not to pass up on a good time and something that could be really fun. Oh, so, good, good. Yeah, you, but my, you're maturing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my type A tendencies come out sometimes. I have to catch myself. Yeah, so that's why I say I'm recovering. I'm not fully, fully there yet. Oh, girl, I, I, I'm still type A, and I haven't recovered <laughs> or even realized how to recover. I have no idea. I'm still type A. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, if there's one thing that you like to cross off your bucket list, what would it be? Well, I mean, bucket list says in, I would love to meet Roger Federer one day. Oh, like, me as, too! <laughs> yeah, I love him. I think he's amazing. He's just an amazing ambassador for sport and for just people, good people in general. He's just amazing. I love him. Um, I, I remember I loved Jan Michael Gamble. I don't know if you remember. He's an American tennis player. He was like kind of like the male version of Anna Kornikova pinup or whatever back in the day. Uh-huh. And I was watching the Davis Cup and he was playing and then he played Roger Federer and I had never seen or heard of him before that. And he came and just was so amazing and magical on the court. I was like, who is that? That's like my new favorite player. Um, he was, I just love him so much. Yeah, I actually got to see Roger Federer at a Masters competition in Shanghai one time, and he was amazing. Just that he's one of my all-time favorite players too. So we can cross off that list um, together. Yeah, <laughs> I would days, love to you know? I have dreams of being in like you know one of those like um, charity things when they play like doubles with like oh, Elton John or whatever. Yes. and I would pay good money just so I could be that person that to be on that court to do it. Yeah. Well, why don't you play again? Wouldn't, wouldn't it would be awesome to play doubles with him? Yeah, that would be so amazing. Would you uh, rather play with him or against him? Oh, I want to play with him because I could have to talk to him and interact <laughs> with him. Yeah, that for sure. Like, yeah, he's he's one of the, just of people. Just overall, even just he is one of the best people. I feel. So. I, I completely agree. We're, we're biased on that. I completely agree. Um, yeah. If you could choose one superpower, what would it be and why? Uh, I think I would want to be telepathic just because I would I always want to know what people are able to say like and think what they truly think. I, I'm pretty bad at um, reading people's cues and you know, mixed signals and stuff. So that would just totally make my life so much easier if people like are interested or not. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good one to have. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what is one thing that people always misunderstand about you? Mm, Misunderstand. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm really misunderstood. I, I think I'm pretty clear. I try to be clear. Um, I, you know what? I think that people always think that I work out a ton and eat super healthy. That's just because um, I'm in I'm in decent shape, and all the time 
first thing that people always ask, like, oh, don't you work out every day? And do you eat, like, egg whites and broccoli steamed vegetables all the time? And um, I I don't live my life like that. I I used to be, like I said, a recovering type A, somebody that um, was very rigid about things that had to be just this way and eat no fat or whatever. But um, now I eat whatever I want, and I, you know, work out just to be healthy and I feel like I live a pretty balanced, fun lifestyle. So um, I don't, I don't live the per, like perceived lifestyle. I think people think I do. Oh, I hate people like you. <laughs> they always, Dude, always, no. always fit. Can eat whatever they yeah. want and still. Skin. I hear that a lot. Good. Yes, I get that a lot. <laughs> I hate people like you. Oh, I won't, I only wish. <laughs> no, what, no I'm, I feel lucky. I feel lucky. What is one of the most embarrassing moments in your life? Um, well, I mean, it was embarrassing for me, but I don't know if people actually noticed it. Um, <laughs> it's a secret I mean, that I've, only you will know. <laughs> yeah. I've had a lot of embarrassing moments, but, uh, one, the first one that comes to mind is, um, I used to ball boy. There was a tennis, tennis tournament, um, back in Schenectady and, uh, there was a professional tournament back in the day and they had all, you know, some pretty decent pro players come and I was a ball boy, and it's a great way to get up and close and personal with a lot of the top players, and you meet like Emilio Sanchez and Ivan Mendel and such. So I was young, and I was um, pretty obedient and stuff. So I was one of the youngest kids on my ball boy group, and so um, some of the older kids wanted to like go hang out, and so like they're like, okay, you got to stay. So I had to stay for like a really long stretch because we rotate in and out of the match. And I stayed so long that I had to go to the bathroom, and then I ended up going peeing myself on the court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? yeah. But luckily, I mean, I don't know if people noticed because the shorts were really dark, and then it started raining. Like I was like, "Thank God!" Like the stroke, you know, like oh my and lightning God. started to rain. So like I was like, "Okay, my shorts are wet because it rained." But. <laughs> Oh my God! You, you were peeing while it was raining. What a yeah! Because we couldn't leave the court. <laughs> yeah, so we couldn't leave the court because it was like a professional match, and like um, I couldn't leave because I'd be down a person. Um, and I was a kid, so I was like, you know, I was afraid to leave. I didn't know what to do, so um, I just yeah, I wet myself in public. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't provide diapers for you. <laughs> No, no, yeah. Okay, so what is one of your greatest accomplishments in, uh, in your life so far? <laughs> These are tough, I think. Yes, they are. Um, I, I think one of my greatest accomplishments would be, like, getting a good relationship again with my brothers. I think growing up, we were super competitive, um, and we were at it all the time. Like, the mom sent us to a psychologist because she thought really, you know, really, like, bad. Um, she thought we were, like, messed up because we fought all the time. But then um, I, when I moved back, I was really able to um, get to know them as adults. And I think it was all things happened for a reason, I guess. Some people say that or really believe it. But I was actually really happy to have moved back and get that time to build like a real relationship as an adult with them and my you know, my brothers and my whole entire family because um, now that I'm away again it's just different so I'm really proud and I cherish that time that I had to, to build that relationship with them oh that's really sweet um, what would you like to be in five to ten years 
Uh, five, ten years, I would love to have settled down more. I love my life again. Like I said, in San Francisco, I think it's amazing. But uh, I'd, I'd like to be more settled down and have a house and a boyfriend. That would be really nice. Yeah, that would be really nice. I mean, again, like I'm setting myself up for like being happy single, but it would be really nice to have someone to share it with. Well, I hope you can meet uh, your future boyfriend here. You know, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> That's your yeah. Your I think story. it's a great avenue. I love the concept and I love that the way that it's going. Um, I think it's just just a really great fun idea. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, so during our email uh, exchange, I asked you to prepare uh, one or two questions that you'd like to ask the listeners uh, and that you would like them to reply on their audio message. Uh, did you prepare any questions? I did, yes. Um, one, my first question was going to be, like, I think that um, food is really important to me um, in my life. Um, it's like we don't really say I love you or anything. Like my grandma growing up, she, it would always be, are you hungry? What can I make you? you know, what can I, what do you like? To, what do you want to eat? So my question would be, what, what would you want to make me um, for a meal? Okay, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good question. I, I know what I would make you, but go ahead. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I just was a, I was a big into comics when I was growing up. And I just, I don't know why, I just always gravitated towards X-Men. And so I just want to be, I was just curious, like, what X-Men character would you want to be and why? Oh, what X-Men character would you want to be and why? Okay, those are very good questions. So those questions, the audience will try to answer on their audio message. Uh, Those are actually quite fun questions. Um, Well, you know, um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen um, the show Inside the Actor Studio with James Lipton. Have you ever seen those shows before? I'm not sure. It sounds very familiar. It's where uh, James Lipton asks a lot of the celebrities, some sort of just a lot, just an interview with with celebrities. And in though in those usually those that show, they usually have the ten questions that they ask at the end. So this is a oh. very very quick questions. So just okay. the top of your head, and whatever okay. comes out comes out. What it is, what it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite word? Like. <laughs> like. I say it too much. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your least favorite word? Uh, No. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Um, um, Wit. What turns you off? Um, Insecurity. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> Literally? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? A laughter. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, crying. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I mean, obviously, professional tennis player. <laughs> oh, that was hard to of guess. Of course. <laughs> yeah. What profession would you not like to do? Um. Uh, Chef or chef. server or okay. server. No, that'd be the worst, the server. Okay. And last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Obviously, welcome. I would not want to be rejected from that. <laughs> <laughs> Just welcome or anything else? Um, 
We've been waiting for you. <laughs> In that kind of tone, I've been waiting yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, uh, Max, uh, I love your name, by the way. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for being part of this, and I really appreciate it. And let's see uh, how many listeners or dates you can get from this. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Wow, that was a fun conversation with Max. So if you like what you've just heard, it's your chance now to go on a date with him. In most phones, there's a recording app like the Voice Memo in iPhone where you can record or re-record again and again your message until you get it right. Once you're done recording, just share and email your audio message to hi at at firstsound.com. It's that easy. Make sure you answer the questions that Max asked during the conversation. We'd also like you to fill out a 20 simple profile questionnaire available to download on www.atfirstsound.com. Here you'll find more details in how to record and submit your message. I hope you've enjoyed meeting Max, and he sounds like a really great guy. Maybe even I will submit an audio message to him. You know, he's totally my type. Please like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, and tell all your friends about At For Sound. Even better, if you want to be a bachelor, just contact us, and you can be the next bachelor here. Don't be shy, really. Just, just join. Come, come over. Meet the men of your dreams here, and thank you so much for listening. Ciao.